everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monsters and Murder. I'm Shane. And I'm Sam. And today, it's another shorter episode, but we're going to discuss our favorite episode of My Haunted House. Yes. And I do have to say that when the opening images came on, uh-huh. I was like, this is not as scary as I remembered. <laughs> but I think I was just so traumatized at the time when I saw it the first time that it just was burned into my brain that it was going to be terrifying and I wasn't going to be able to sleep. Oh no. Well, do you think it might not have been scary this time because you know what's coming? Possibly so. I just, yeah, I just felt like the images mm-hmm. in my head were much scarier than what they actually were. Yes. I love this episode so much because when I first watched it, I actually thought it was like the pilot. I did too. Because it was the first episode that I watched. Mm-hmm, me too. And I'm fairly certain that night it aired, we were watching it even though we weren't roommates yet. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> but there are, the two segments in this episode are Trapped and... And Retreat, I think. Retreat, yes, yeah. you're right. Because I did not realize that was the name of the second one. Yeah. But I guess we'll dive right in and start yeah. discussing Trapped. Okay. Trapped is a story about, I guess, was she still a student? No, so she was, um, her name is Claire, correct? Yes. Claire. Mm-hmm. So she is, she has just finished nursing school and she signed up with an employment agency to get work. And she actually landed a job in New Mexico mm-hmm. two weeks after graduation. Um, and the job is for her to be a living caretaker for an elderly lady. Yes. And the house is in the suburbs of mm-hmm. some street in Mex- New Mexico. I don't. I did not catch a city name. I don't know if they mentioned one or not. It's not important to the story. But she meets her new boss, John, who the actor looked very childlike. I don't know how old John was supposed to be, but I, when I saw him, I was like, oh, it's a child. I didn't pay attention to no. what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I just made that note, too, because it's really funny. John was going to be away on business, but I was like, what business? Does he go to school? Because <laughs> he looks 15. He looked younger than Claire. Uh, But that's when we are introduced to Mary, who is the patient and essentially comatose. Yeah, she essentially looked frozen. Like, Mm -hmm. she didn't move. She didn't talk. Um, She doesn't blink either. Yeah, she doesn't blink. Her eyes don't follow you. And John tells her that he's not sure if Mary can hear or understand. Mm -hmm. And he gives Claire all of the instructions and phone numbers that she will need while he's gone. Yeah, he just leaves her there for a week. Yeah, Claire was like, I just met him, and he's Mm -hmm. leaving me alone with his mother, and just hoping I'll take care of her. Exactly. He just wanted to GTFO. Yeah. (laughs) And I also just had a quick note about Mary's condition. I do believe it's somewhere either John said or the narrator said, or maybe even Claire was narrating at that point, but her condition is due to a stroke that she had, apparently. Yes, okay, I must have missed that one. So as soon as Claire enters the house, or she's moving in her suitcases, she talks about like how the house just has its own energy, which John kind of also warned her about. Yeah. And I believe, if I remember correctly, in my notes I have, that he tells her the last nurse did not last. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she has a, Claire has a bad feeling as soon as she's there. Mm-hmm. Like, even when she's going out to get her bags. But she stayed for the money, mm-hmm. because you make decent money, like, living as, I mean, working as a living caretaker, and you don't have bills to pay. Um, And as a college student, you have, well, most of us have college debt. Mm -hmm. And so you really kind of take what you can get unless you are going to grad school. Yes. And so we've talked about how, like, Claire goes outside to get her luggage. And when she comes back inside, 
Mary, who's in a completely different room, is sitting in her wheelchair in front of the door. Yeah, like, that's, when she opens the door, Mm -hmm. you just see Mary sitting there. Which is so weird, because Mary can't move, and it's highly unlucky that the house was built on an incline where Mary's just rolling in the wheelchair. Well, Mary wasn't even in her wheelchair when she met her. She was laying in bed. Oh, that's right. They didn't even move her in the wheelchair. Yeah. So that was our first little big jump scare, that something is not right here. Yes. And so later she's getting Mary, I guess, settled for the evening, giving mm-hmm. her her medicines. And, and her eye drops. Yeah, and her <laughs> eye drops because she doesn't blink, mm-hmm. which that, oh. I don't understand how that doesn't happen. I feel like I blink an obnoxious amount. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't pay attention to it until I'm mentioning it right now, and then we're both, like, blinking like crazy. Oh, I know. It's, <laughs> I mean, your eyes have to stay moist, and they do that by blinking. <clears throat> so, how Mary is surviving without that happening, which is why they have to use the eye drops, yeah. it still just kind of awestrucks me that the human body somehow does that. The human body is really fascinating. It is. <laughs> it really does a lot to repair itself, more than we know. Yeah. So, while she's doing that, she notices that Mary's hand is gripped so tightly around something Mm -hmm. that she's bleeding. Which is weird because Mary doesn't do anything like that. And when she goes to look, Mary just drops it. And when it lands on the ground, she realizes that it's a crucifix. Yes, she was gripping that crucifix so hard that Claire struggled to get her hand to open. Yeah. And so, when it falls on the ground, she... It, she fall when it falls on the ground. She bends Claire, down to pick it she up. She p- bends down to pick it up, and she sees a wooden box under the bed. Mm-hmm. And when she opens it, she finds a photo, and props the photo up to, I guess, <laughs> look at Mary. And then she says, like she just feels another presence in the room, and he starts hearing whispers, mm-hmm. but said, "Hmm, maybe it's my imagination." Yes, and I'm the like, photo. The photo is a man. Yeah. Um, and honestly, he kind of looked evil in the photo, like he was. I know, you know, it's a reenactment, so I feel like the actor was told to look mean. Look sinister. Yes, and he did. Um, And like you said, she pops it up, and that's when the whispers, and and it gets really chilly in the room. Like, the room goes cold like it normally does when paranormal things are about to happen. Yeah, and she hasn't even had a drink yet, so you know she wasn't lying. (laughs) No, in fact, I don't think she had any drinks in this I don't think she did either, which is good, you know, if you're nursing like I started mm-hmm. to say nursing she's not nursing an elderly <laughs> lady when you are taking care of someone no you don't want to be drinking <laughs> <laughs> that's a different tv show that we're not going to review mm-hmm. yes <laughs> well I mean I don't know they drunk quite a bit and some of the past was, episodes we've already talked about I was talking about her nursing an old lady <laughs> oh, oh yeah no 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 we're not doing that show <laughs> <laughs> then she is going to... Is she taking out the trash, Yes, right? exactly. My next note is when she takes out the garbage. Which is kind of creepy anyway, because it's... The way they have the setting, it's very dark in that neighborhood for some reason. And to be the suburbs, I didn't think it would be that dark. <laughs> my, my old place mm-hmm. was in the middle of nowhere. It was. And it was really dark. And our trash you put out in the garage. Mm-hmm. And it was super creepy going out there. That's where our... Um, washing machine was too and dryer and it was really scary <laughs> it it was you did used to live in a really creepy place i mean and even sometimes when i'm taking the trash out here if i do wait until like 10 o'clock at night like sometimes happens um if the lights guy on the driveway are not lit it is super dark it, you may want to be careful like when do bears <laughs> start like hibernating well i mean they hibernate for the winter i know but like before they go into hibernation they start like, coming out more yes. to get food. So, you may want to be careful. Yes. Well, I'm always, like, really 
weary of animals. I know we had that bear that one time, um, but I hope that would not be something that's constant in our area, but you never know. Yeah. But anyway, she, she takes it out in her suburbs neighborhood, and I lost my place in my notes. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, the, the trash is being put into the... Is it being put in the garage, or is she going out of the garage? Either way, she's taking the trash out. She's going out of the garage, because that's why yeah. I thought it was too dark, since there were supposed to be houses on both sides of the street. Oh, yeah. So, the lights start flickering, mm-hmm. and she sees a man's face. Yes. And the light blows out. No, I thought I heard her say that his face was bloody, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention. No, it was. I, okay, I didn't see any of that, so. And you're right, she might have been in the garage, because in order for the lights to blow, yeah. it would make more sense that she's not outside. Yeah. Or maybe she had raised the garage door or something, but the lights blow, she sees the image of the bloody face of the man in the picture. Yeah, and she tries to remain logical, but mm-hmm. admits it's hard to explain what's happening. Yes, and then a random shelf falls. Yeah. And that is really scary when you're not, mm-hmm. ex- even, like, if I'm here and I hear something fall, even though there's a logical explanation for it, it scares the shit out of me for yes. those, like, oh, 30 here. seconds. So, after being scared and seeing this image of the man, she decides to call her friend, Tyler, who is also a nurse. Yes, even though friends over are not allowed. Although, who the hell's gonna tell? <laughs> That's so true. John had told her one of the rules was that she can't have friends, but then John leaves, marries... Comatose. She, yeah, she can't uh, speak. Or I guess catatonic. Yeah, she's catatonic. The term. Yeah. But yeah, so how's he going to know? And it's still like early. I think it was. This takes place in two thousand three, if I remember correctly. I mean, yeah, it it was still early, and she had only been there at this point maybe mm-hmm. like a day. And she, yes. I'm sorry, if you are already afraid at your job after like a day, <laughs> I would just leave. Mm-hmm. But she also feels really obligated to the patient, because if she just leaves, John's away for a week. Yeah. No one will be there with her. Well, I mean, obviously don't just leave the patient mm-hmm. there by herself, but I would be calling somebody. Yes, at least I would be calling someone to stay over, and then when he got back, be like, listen, things happen here. You know things happen here. This is why friend even, A is here. Yeah, I wouldn't even say anything. I'd just be like, peace out. I don't even need the, <laughs> the one-day pay. I'm not going back in there. But... So, she invites Tyler over. Tyler's also a nurse. And Tyler is kind of rude and nosy AF. Yeah, he starts snooping through Mary's things. And he finds a journal. Mm-hmm. And when they start looking through this journal, each page is just filled from top to bottom with guilty written over and over and over again. Yes. And as they discover this, a vase falls and breaks. Or maybe a vase. I'm not entirely sure. Well, Probably yeah. A vase. <laughs> the, it happens after... Tyler gets in Mary's face and he's asking her, what did you do? Yes. Like, stop being a fucking turd. Leave her alone. (laughs) I was like, he's so nosy because there's this catatonic woman. He's like, let's get to know Mary. Let's go through all her things. Yeah, because apparently he's 13. Mm Mm-hmm. When the vase breaks and he gets left alone with Mary because Claire cleans up the vase and takes all the glass pieces out. That's when he's doing his thing in Mary's face. Like, what did you do? What are you guilty of? And all of a sudden... The IV falls, and he feels this hand on his shoulder. Like, a hand, like, grabs him. Not just, like, sitting there. Like, it grabs him. Yeah, probably, like, leave her alone, you asshole. Yes. Yeah, no, he kind of deserved it. He, yeah, he did, actually. <laughs> and um, he described the sensation like, it was really, really cold. And I'm like, well, something from beyond decided to stop you from being a douche. Yeah. <laughs> so he tries to convince Claire to call John and, and leave. Mm-hmm. But she calls him not to leave, just to, like, call, I need to speak to you. But she has to leave a voicemail. Yes. And then Tyler's like, come on, leave. And that's when she's like, I can't. Because she's, you know, doing her job, mm-hmm. even though she's scared shitless. And yes. she, she won't leave. And so when she goes to check Mary's vitals, 
the room felt weird. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't know how many times I have to say this. Listen to your gut. When something yes. doesn't feel right, it's not right. Exactly. Even when you've been drinking, just mm-hmm. go lay down. Eat some pizza and lay down. <laughs> My next note is also when she's checking on her, the IV and the monitor, she falls asleep in the chair next to Mary. Yes. And this is like the one, of, I think the only thing that actually really unnerved me. Mm-hmm. Because when she wakes up, she can't move. Like, essentially, she and Mary have traded places, and she looks over, and Mary's in the chair uh-huh. staring at her. I and mean, this was just a dream, but... Mm-hmm. Yes. And coincidentally, it also happened at 2.30 a.m., which is close to what people call the witching hour. Yeah. Or I've all, I've heard it called the demonic hour, too. Yes. Very So, much I don't so. like waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Between 3 and 4, I don't care if I have to pee. I will pee my pants before <laughs> I get out of bed. I I mean, I often, unfortunately, wake up during that time, and it just, I don't know, my bladder is like that. <laughs> Mine is, too, but I'm not getting out of bed. I do, and I have to do the walk through the dark house <laughs> and turn on every light along the way, which is only one, but still. <laughs> so, she calls Tyler to come back after his shift mm-hmm. is over, leaves him a voicemail, calls John again, has to leave another voicemail. And this is at, like, almost 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So, she's like... It's late, I'm tired, but I really want to relax. So she goes to take a shower before she gets back in bed. Yes, and like I said in previous episodes with the horror movie bath, I called this the horror movie shower scene. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because they have a glass door for their shower. Mm-hmm. And when she's looking out, she sees someone standing on the other side. Yes, and that person like thrusts their hand onto, onto the glass. Yeah, you're just being a butthole. <laughs> um But when she gets out of the shower, she looks at the mirror, and in the fog, she sees guilty written on the mirror. Mm Mm-hmm. it's at this point that she decides, this house is haunted. (laughs) She does. And I also made a note, also at this point, if this was me going through this and I felt the obligation to stay, every light on the house would be on and stay on. Yeah, it would be like that. What is... What is that country singer every lot in the house is on? I don't know. I'd be singing that song all that (laughs) I don't know who sings it, but I know the song. So she goes back to check on Mary. Mm -hmm. And she sees this box again. And she somehow knows that it's related. Mm -hmm. Yeah, She starts to go through it more. Because Tyler only pulled out the journal. And that's... Where they got that interest from. Yeah. And she finds an old newspaper article inside with the headline, Woman Acquitted of Husband's Death. Oh. I thought it said woman accused of murdering husband. No, she was acquitted. I'm pretty sure it's what it said. (laughs) Maybe we should How is it that we both watched this and we each got different headlines? I think we heard what what we wanted to hear. Maybe. And she, like, going through her journal again... She finds a confession that Mary had written on the last pages. Mm-hmm. And Mary had said that her husband had been beating her. And one day when he was working on his car, she, he was under it. And she I let the jack go and it fell on him and killed him. Mm-hmm. Which I was kind of like, good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he doesn't draw any sympathy for him. No. It's like that scene in... Um, Damn it, why can't I not remember? <laughs> when Betty Watt, it's the alligator movie or the crocodile movie, what's it called? Like Placid. Yeah, like Placid. And mm-hmm. she says that she fed him to the alligator. 
It's like, okay, I, I'm i cool with that. <laughs> yes, and she, she just couldn't take any more of it. And by the way, his death happened in 1987, and the story takes place in 2003. So, and so Claire does what any sane person would do, and she gets GGTFOs. She, she runs. runs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when she goes outside, she sees Mary's, the ghost of Mary's dead husband standing yes. outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like, he's in front of the car when she's trying to leave. And then she leaves. She didn't take any of her stuff. She never went back for it either. No. But she's speeding down the neighborhood and she looks in a rearview mirror after getting so far away and surprise, he's there's there. the husband again. Yeah. And that's basically like how it ends. She yeah. says she, she leaves. She the car. Yeah. And so I, w- I wasn't sure because I felt like when I watched it the first time, it was either that and I again, I'm making this up because clearly we just watched it and this didn't happen. <laughs> um, but I thought it was that Mary had lied about murdering, I mean, about her husband beating her and she just killed him because she wanted to. Clearly, that's not what happened in the episode. <laughs> but I'm not sure what, because obviously the box in her journal mm-hmm. was connected to her stroke, right? Why she couldn't speak? Or was it just, am I making that up too? So, I think, like, the show never really connects the dots, but I think we are supposed to leave, at least from what it presented and what I took from it, is that she couldn't live with the guilt and then have the stroke. Okay. Like, it was just too much on her and her body and her mental psyche to live with what she did. Hence, like, all the guilty, 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 guilty everywhere that she had a stroke, became comatose. And then this is the part where... I, you know, kind of start to make up theories. I'm like, her husband, like, and it makes no sense because I'm like, why is the husband after the girl? The husband should be haunting Mary. But I'm also just like, did Mary kind of create a poltergeist? I I don't know. I Mm -hmm. mean, and this, clearly, listeners, Shane and I can watch the same (laughs) thing and come up with completely different explanations of what happened. (laughs) I thought her husband, like, watching it this time, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, her husband really was abusive and he's just being an asshole haunting her Mm -hmm. after he's dead and now he's, like, going after Claire because she's a young woman, too. And oh, yeah. that's what abusers do. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I guess that's, that's why he would be haunting Claire yeah. as well. I feel fairly certain. Like, what I've watched, you know, she killed him because he abused her. Yeah. But then she gets acquitted and then can't live with the guilt that she took someone else's life. Because when, when she killed him, he was working on the car. Yeah. Um, which doesn't justify anything that he had done before. But she killed him when he couldn't defend himself. Well, I mean, which, really, he... Mm-hmm. There's no defense. Like, oh, he exactly. kind of got what he was coming to him. Right, he got what he deserved. Um, but I think she just, I think she just couldn't live with it. Yeah. Well, that episode was definitely not as, like, afraid. Not as scary as <laughs> I thought it would be. Because honestly, going into it, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, sit up later, watch mm-hmm. something funny. <laughs> and when it was off, I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yes. When well, I just want to specify, like, I am not taking up for the abusive husband. Are you sure, Shane? <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. No, I was just trying to theorize why she couldn't live yeah. with her guilt. Well, I mean, like... Other than the fact that she actually took a human life. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, that happens. The next story... Oh, wait. I want to finish this one real quick because I wrote down notes. Um, because Claire left a bed in her car, never went back for her things, never went back for her car. And she moved to Colorado, I said 13 in 15 weeks, so 13, 15 weeks later maybe, I don't know. But then we get the little bumper at the end of the episode that John is still looking for a live-in nurse for his mother. Yes, which 
not shocking. No. Like, would you ever take a job where you had to live there? Eh, you know, I used to think, like, I would be, at some point, like, in my life, and I was not seriously considering this, but I used to think, like, I would be a live-in, oh, goodness, I don't know butler? what the male equivalent is. Well, not butler, <laughs> but, like, governess. You know, where you, like, essentially are the school teacher, but you live on the grounds as well. That does not sound fun to me at all. <laughs> I would lose my mind. Dark Shadows is my favorite show. Victoria Winters was a governess, and that's what started the whole thing. Oh, my so God. So, I, I feel like it's probably romanticized in my head. And that's how you know we're different, because he wanted to be a governess, and I wanted to be Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> Which, again, somehow I managed to almost in every episode mention Sabrina. Yes. <laughs> She'll always be brought up, and I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, and I really, Melissa Joan Hart is, like, wonderful. She is. And she was so good in Melissa and Joey. That's one of my favorite Melissa yes. Joan Hart shows. No, I like I like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and I also love the chilling adventures of Sabrina as well. You know my thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so next half of the episode is Retreat, which is honestly my favorite of the two. Honestly, after watching it again, I liked this one better mm-hmm. than the first one, and that was not the case for me the first time I watched this show. Yes. Well, and also, kind of like you, while this one is still creepy, it did not scare me as when I first saw it. I think this one scared me more this time than mm-hmm. when I first saw it, but maybe it's because I was so terrified from the first half <laughs> that this one was like a breath of fresh air for me. Uh-huh. Well, this one begins with Kevin and Jess. They are a couple, and... They have decided to go to a cabin for, I wrote down a weekend, but wasn't it supposed to be more like a week or something? Yeah, it was just a weekend. Oh, okay, just a yeah. weekend. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Um, and we see, like, through the reenactment that Kevin got a really good deal. It was just like $1,000 for the weekend. Yeah. There's no electronics, no self-service. It's literally cabin in the woods. And honestly, like, that to me sounds so nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, just take some books, mm-hmm. take some good food, make some s'mores. But because of this episode now, it's never going to appear that nice to me. <laughs> yeah, no, me either. Um, and when they get there, he realizes, like, the cabin is even better than the website photos. Yes. Which never happens. Mm-hmm. Ne- the, the Airbnbs, <laughs> that, it's not always the case. I mean, I've stayed in some nice ones, but yeah, no, the photos always look better than the place does, even if the place is still nice in itself. Yeah. But my next note, after they get there, they're going up to the house, they're getting ready to go in, and Jess is thinking, because they've been together for a while, that he might be going to propose this weekend, and he gets out of box, and everything looks like he's going to lead to get, lead to the proposal, um... But he opens a box with a necklace, and on the necklace is a key, and he's like, surprise, we own this cabin now. And then she she was angry, and then it cuts right to her. So. Yeah, cuts to her in the interview, and she's like, well, I guess that's what I get for telling him to be more impulsive. And I'm like, being more impulsive <laughs> means that when he, like, is coming home after he picked up dinner, he stops and also buys ice cream, too. Yes. <laughs> Not spending all our money on this cabin that I just saw. Exactly. Like, she, and she'll mention that a couple of times, that... She probably also feels the blame for this because she apparently was telling him to be more impulsive yeah. for some reason. We get no other feedback than that except she'd been telling him to be more impulsive. Yeah, or when you're online shopping, instead of buying one sweater, you buy two in a different color. <laughs> so she's a little unhappy about it, but they're there. And but it a, is nice. It, it does. is, it's yes. nice. It is a really nice cabin. And as they're going inside, she notices that there are these deep slashes on the tree. Near like the there front door. Three slashes, yeah, near the front door. Yeah. Um, in the bark. Yeah, and my immediate thought would be like, oh God, there's a, a big bear, a bear around here. That's yes, what I would think. Exactly. And with it being that close, I'm like, that bear's not going to be afraid to come to this cabin. No. 
So once they get inside, like she kind of like pushes that little thing to the side. She goes inside. That would be the sees... forefront. I would. I would not be comfortable knowing no. that it was that. But anyway. Well, with what she sees when she walks inside, I would definitely not be uncomfortable because she gets inside and there are all these Blair Witch crosses on the wall. Yeah, hanging <laughs> up everywhere. So she's like, uh, "This is not going to work." So she goes around and she takes them all off the wall mm-hmm. and she goes outside and she just throws them outside. Exactly. Like literally just throws them away. I'm like you're not going to. What what are you doing with that? They're still on your property. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and, I mean, in the end, we all know she's going to need them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yes. I mean, I know they're made from sticks, and that's what I mean by the Blair Witch part, uh, listeners. Yeah. That they were just literally made from sticks, but, yeah. you know, so were all the creepy stuff in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So, as she's going back in, she notices on a different tree mm-hmm. the same three, like, deep gashes on this tree. Mm-hmm. So, next scene... Cuts to her saying a bottle and a ha- a bottle and a half of champagne later, and we were feeling pretty good. Yes, and at least she was honest about it because every other narrator was like, "I drank a glass," and they're portrayed with the bottle. Yeah, so they're sitting there just talking, and she's eating cereal, dry cereal, dry cereal. Which mm-hmm. okay, sometimes eating dry cereal is fine. Like that um, cinnamon special K <laughs> is super good by itself. But it has to be a cereal that gets soggy pretty quickly. Like, you're eating Fruit Loops, that's cutting the shit out of the top of your mouth. You don't want to be eating dry Fruit Loops. Ooh, actually, wait, it's Captain Crunch is what really oh, messes Cap- up Oh, yeah, that one will get you, too. <laughs> but Which, I eat both of them and I like them, but... I, I like cereal, mm-hmm. but I need cereal as, like, a snack. Yes. Or as, like, dinner. I can't have cereal as breakfast because then I'm hungry, like, as soon as I wash the bowl. I'm really proud of myself because I no longer have cereal for breakfast either, and it's now a snack for me as well. Good. Which I did in college a lot, too. I didn't eat a lot of breakfast, but that's because I had a cafeteria to go for and get breakfast, and I would get, like, fruit and then a bunch of carby stuff that I probably didn't need. Yeah, my cereal in college was, like, 2,000 calories worth of granola. <laughs> <laughs> but I would take dry cereal to class with me in a container and just pop it out in the middle of class and start eating it. And then everybody would be like, Shane, stop chewing so loudly. <laughs> no, I don't chew loudly. Uh, <laughs> but actually, everyone was really quite envious. They're like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> But yeah, so she's eating dry cereal, drinking their wine. And so she kind of like pauses when she's eating. Mm -hmm. And I thought it's because she heard something outside. But apparently it's because she felt something in her mouth. Because when she looks down, there are worms in her cereal. Nuggets. Yeah. It was, that was disgusting. I, that is the one scene I do not like in this episode. Yeah. But she was like, that couldn't have happened because we brought this from home and there Mm -hmm. weren't like worms in it when we brought it from home yes and up until now we had seen her occasionally just munching on it because homegirl did not bring like just a snack size container she bought the whole box in a container yeah which that would have been me like if i'm going True. away on vacation i want the whole pizza by myself <laughs> i'm not sharing oh yeah no i'm not shaming her for eating it at all i just <laughs> i feel like me when i went somewhere i would take like part of it um but she bought the whole box uh, you know when i go away i pack like bags of food oh, so do i <laughs> I mean, I pack, like, everything. You think I'm moving out. <laughs> they, do they leave or something? Yeah, they go to empty it out or something like that. She throws up. Like, she gets sick yeah, and has yeah. to run to the bathroom. So, when they go back into the room where they were sitting. That's all, when she. That's when all of the candles, right? All of the lit candles are yes, stacked. Yes, yes, yes. Like the chairs hazard. in the previous episode. 
They yeah. had like 25 candles and they're all stacked. Yeah, but, and I don't feel like when they were eating, they had that many candles lit. No, I didn't even really see them. I Okay, me either. So I was like, maybe I just like didn't pay attention No, enough. and honestly, with that little pyramid of candles, because they were stuck into a pyramid, the top looked really loose. And I know some poor PA probably had to do that, but it, it looked so wobbly. I'm like, this candle's going to fall any minute. They need to fix that. Yeah, that's either going to be a fire hazard mm-hmm. or it's going to be hell getting the, the wax off of the table. They should have left, and I think she even says that they should have left at this point, but instead, they decide they're going to play cards. Well, yeah, and, like, you see Kevin, and he said that he admitted that he was kind of freaked out, mm-hmm. but he just pretended like nothing was ha- happening. <laughs> so they were, they decided to play um, cards. And honestly, that's kind of become my coping, my copingism as well, so I kind of get it to a degree. Like, when you're afraid, you play games? Um, well, not exactly that, but, like, when I went through like I had a slight concussion and it ended up being a little more drama for me than it should have been listeners and during that time I was trying to avoid screens more so than usual I kept a deck of cards with me and a lot of times I would shuffle or just play solitaire yeah so Mm -hmm. in a way I kind of get that coping mechanism my coping mechanism is to cry (laughs) like when I'm afraid I usually cry Mm -hmm. or well when I'm when you scare me I'm just scream but if I'm like truly (laughs) if it's a truly terrifying experience I will start crying and not even notice I'm crying until mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm crying. Well, I mean, I definitely have the flight or run thing going on as well. But yep, I do freeze. I don't, I don't fight or flight. I freeze. Oh, I do. I run. <laughs> <laughs> but they're playing cards, and that's when they hear something outside. Yeah, and so she's like, Kevin, go see what it is. Yes. <laughs> Which was a smart thing for her to do. Yeah. And he goes outside and he said he can't believe how dark it is. And it truly is. Mm-hmm. In the Even in the summer after the sun sets, it's so dark. I remember going camping when I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And just how dark it was. And I knew we were by the lake. And I was like, somebody, like, if I go outside, I need someone's flashlight. Because I'm not about to walk into the water and not even realize it. Yeah. And the crickets were loud. And crickets are so damn loud. They are. Actually, I love that sound, honestly. Uh <laughs> I can take it or leave it. I I love it. And if, yeah, I was getting ready to say, if the moon and stars are not bright, it is super dark. Yeah, it's really dark. Um, but then he hears, like, a low growl coming mm-hmm. from the bushes. But he, okay, so that doesn't seem to, like, scare him. Because he's, like, searching and wanting to know yeah. what it is. And I'm like, you were terrified when you saw those candles stacked. But now you hear something growling at you. You're like, you're going towards hmm, it. What's that? Yes, that's what I had in my note too. Like he hears a growl. Instead of running away, he goes towards it. No, I mean clearly he is not from the country. No, because <laughs> you're not going to be standing out there waiting for something to ambush you. No, but meanwhile, while this is going on outside, and he's hearing the growl. Um, inside, Jess hears something on the roof, like something big lands on the roof. Yeah, and it's not just like walking or crawling. It's like. It's a thud. Hop, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like hopping from side to side and like bouncing around. And you know, that reminded me of um, the Herald story from More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, how so? Because Harold is on the roof. Oh, okay. See, I don't remember that story as well as you do. Yeah, that was my favorite story. And that's why when we watched the movie, mm-hmm. I was like disappointed when yeah. they told that story because they changed the ending of it. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and read that, maybe for October. Yeah, that one that one's really scary. Like that one still like creeps mm-hmm. me out. Like, now I remember as an it. Adult. I remember what Harold does. I just don't remember all the details. Yeah. Um, but she's hearing something on the roof. He's outside going towards this growl. I also just made a note that's really funny, and this is probably because I'm an actor too. 
and I notice these things now. His flashlight is backlighting his face blue, which I know they did for the production so we could actually see him, but I thought that was really funny. <laughs> but while he's outside. Yeah, the thing is like. All the crickets and all the Katie dids, all the noises, it just stops. Yeah, and that thing is like, was doing glaps around the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, like, did she come out there to get him or he. He goes back in. Okay, yeah. Um, and she wants to leave, and he said there was no way he was going to go back outside, so they ride a crossroads here. <laughs> yes, and when he went back in, like, I put, there's another thud on the roof, and he didn't close the door. No, like, <laughs> but then when they start hearing it more, they just start boarding up the windows, and I'm mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? I mean, I understand you don't want to go outside, but at some point, you know, you want to be able to, like, get out and not have to undo everything you just did. Yes, and... They also are boarding up with, like, old pallets. They said, I guess, were just randomly in there. I yeah. don't know where they came from, but they had a lot. They had enough wood to board up everything that they wanted to board up. Yeah. And so, while they're boarding up these windows, he drops this, this sweet little nugget on her. He <laughs> tells her that the reason he got this place so cheap, because there were a couple of people who were murdered there 17 years ago, <laughs> and they still haven't found out who did it. <laughs> and so, at that point... She didn't choose violence because that wasn't going to solve anything. No. There had been enough violence already. Yeah. So, you know, we're here. Let's just get through the night. Mm -hmm. And then we'll we'll break up tomorrow when we get home. <laughs> I wrote, they decided to spend the night in the floor. Yeah. Or on the floor, I guess I should say. Yeah. I mean, I would have a hard time sleeping. Which might have been why they did it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when that squirrel got in the ceiling <laughs> and I was hearing a thud. I could not sleep. Yes. And it was just a damn squirrel. <laughs> Although it did sound like a fucking dinosaur running it around. It was so it, it had to be a big squirrel. Like a really big squirrel. <laughs> and somehow it was like only above my bed. <laughs> it only stayed in your room. <laughs> yes. It was so, I was waiting for it to like come through the ceiling, even though that wasn't going to happen, but it was really scary. They, they try to fight off sleep. They fall asleep. And then the next note I have is whatever is outside starts on the door. So I guess yeah. that probably woke them up. So they start here, start it, it starts out by like hearing scratching mm -hmm. and then it becomes tapping. And yes. Then it she turned, woke up first. Yeah. And then it turns into pounding. Mm -hmm. And so like the best line in this whole show is Kevin said, <laughs> I grabbed every weapon I had. And it shows him standing there with a wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to look out the door. That is true. I forgot that totally happened. Yeah, so he's standing there with his wine glass weapon. Mm -hmm. When all of a sudden he just gets knocked to the floor. Yes, he gets thrown backwards. <laughs> and all and all the, cro all the crosses that she had tossed out earlier are back on the wall. But, but they're in upside yeah. down. And then they start falling off the wall. Yes, they start flying at her, which maybe it was just their way of getting back at her for tossing them. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to throw themselves at her. So she starts hearing, like, this loud pounding. Mm -hmm. And then she starts praying. Which is something apparently she did not do a lot of. Like, yeah. I don't think it. I don't think she ever came out and said she was an atheist. But by the whole thing, you know, like, these don't mean nothing to me. And then she starts praying I feel like maybe that was kind of the case. Maybe. But everything then just, like, stops mm -hmm. and goes quiet. And Kevin wakes back up. Yeah. He wakes up, and then they fall asleep again. Mm-hmm. Even though they've just had, like, a very traumatic 
experience. They're like, okay, now I'm tired. I can sleep. And Kevin was knocked out unconscious. Yeah. Which might have been a head injury, which means he probably should not have went to sleep. No. I mean, when... Okay, so last year, I dropped a weight on my head. <laughs> it was early in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I was so terrified that I had a concussion. I, I mean, I did, and I was fine. Mm-hmm. I was just terrified. But... Same thing when I... My, my head injury listeners, this slight concussion I had <laughs> came from being hit in the back of the head with a notebook. I was doing a show, and I allowed the actress to kind of... Like, she was supposed to really just pop me with it a little bit and we did it like 15 times it was fine then during Ron rehearsal I don't know if she was mad or what had happened she had a bad day or something and I don't hold her accountable if anyone out there is listening that knows this I definitely do not hold her accountable one bit it's just really kind of funny but she really walloped me in the back of the head with it and I had that fear too about going to sleep that night and I don't know about you but when I went to bed my head was still hurting and it hurt the next day which is why I went to the doctor and they're like oh it's a slight concussion oh no I a fucking lump on the top of my mm-hmm. head because it was a weight that I dropped <laughs> I on the know. top of my head because that morning I, like after you got up and you're walking out I was like so I dropped a weight on my head this morning how did it <laughs> feel when you had a concussion but when I went to the I went to the ER mm-hmm. and they were like no you don't have a concussion you're fine and I'm like but I've got a damn knot on my head mm-hmm. but I was fine <laughs> I didn't die. I didn't have a concussion. I just am now much more careful when yes. I'm, you know, doing my shoulder mm-hmm. press. <laughs> good, good. Yes, you must be careful. Uh, but the next day, after they've fallen asleep from that night, they wake up. It's a beautiful day. But Kevin, I think he's hurting a little bit, right? Yeah, so she said, like, that when they wake up, it, they had almost forgotten what had happened that night because mm-hmm. it was so pretty. Yes. Um. But, yeah, he's he's in a little bit of pain. And when they lift up his shirt because his back was hurting he had the three long gashes on his back over the tattoo of the cross he had Mm -hmm. and it was the same that she had seen in the trees yes and this is where because it's daytime it's sunny again they finally decide to leave yeah um when they go outside they find this essentially it looks like a demon claw print um well, my first reaction was like, damn, that's a big bird. <laughs> yes, yes, because that's what it kind of looked like. There are three like long toes three toed with claws. Creature. Yeah. They leave. Yeah. Like, they, they see that. He allegedly takes the picture. Then we don't ever see the actual picture. Yeah. Um, or recording, I think. I don't remember if he recorded it or took a picture or something. But we never see it. We see the reenactment of it. But then afterwards, the next, you know, kind of we're given is that... Um, they never sold it. They continue no. to own it. But and the house burned down. Yes. One day, Kevin does a drive-by... And there apparently was a fire and a tree had fallen into it. So I don't know if a tree was struck by lightning and then burned it down or what happened. But they still own the land. They got married and had two kids. And they only vacation in big cities now. Yeah, I feel like that house fire was a little bit of an insurance claim. (laughs) Maybe. They didn't say anything about it. And honestly, it seemed like they just kind of abandoned it so that no one else would go through what they went through. Yeah, and they they kept the property so no one else would buy it. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of admirable, but once that building was burned down, sell that. (laughs) Yeah, but the big bird's still living out there. True. I mean, yeah, I guess and now, well, there's that clause now where you have to tell if someone was murdered in your house or if someone died in the house, but it says nothing about potential demons. (laughs) Yes, and also, now... You know it's true because I saw it on TV. But apparently, <laughs> if someone dies in a car and you buy the car afterwards, you whoever sells you the car does not have to tell you that a person died in your car. Oh. 
which again I saw it on TV, so it's true. Like <laughs> yes. fifteen years ago. And that just stuck with me because I thought it was super creepy. So don't really listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but if that's the case, I wonder if there are many haunted cars that aren't named Carrie. Not Carrie. Um, Christine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, my car's named Tyler, so I don't know. And mine is Lucy. Um, which, you know, thinking about it now, I mean, people say, like, Lucy, Lucy Fur, but that's not the case with my car. <laughs> no, I, that, I don't ever think of that. Like, honestly, when you said that, I thought of Lucy Goosey. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe Lucy from Charlie Brown, or the one I named her after, which was Lucy on Z Nation when that was a thing. It was a really cool character, but I, I like this episode. It's my absolute favorite of the entire series. Yeah, I like this one too. It's it's still creepy though. I think just because I've seen it a couple times now, it's yeah. not as creepy, and it won't ever be as creepy as it was when I first watched it. No, no, uh, I didn't want to poop my pants after watching <laughs> this one. So, and as much as I do enjoy this show, the. Tr- trajectory i feel like after this episode went a little down yeah i think it did too it was more i think it was more comical after this that there weren't mm-hmm. as many scary ones there may have been like a few like jump scares in some of yes. the other episodes but, but uh, yeah they definitely never matched the scariness and creepiness of this episode no and and i think that is our episode yeah i think so too <laughs> um if you want to reach us where can they find us um we're on instagram at monsters and murder pod and uh, you can send us an email at monstersandmurderpod at gmail.com. Yes. And also, listeners, because this is going to be coming out after we've already surpassed this, we really, really want to give you a big thanks for helping us get over 500 listens. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. We hope you enjoy it, and we will continue to pump out content for you guys. Yes. All right. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay safe.